So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag, and thanks as always to our supporting partner, Aura. Now, my guest this week is Ed Williams. Ed is the Vice President of Spider Labs EMEA, where he leads the pen testing and professional services team. Now, Ed is a subject matter expert on pen testing and red teaming, and has been with Trustwave. We'll explain the connection in a minute for over five years. Prior to Trustwave, Ed was the principal consultant with NCC Group, where he specialised in land security, web applications and cloud-based technologies. Ed is also a Crest certified as well as a Crest assessor. Uh, welcome, Ed. Thank you very much. I have to say, uh, and I, I do this with many of my guests, I sort of Google them and go on LinkedIn and see, and you have a really, really uh, impressive uh, list of, uh, of of achievements. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on some of those, I'm sure, as we speak. But first off, um, for those that don't know Spider Labs and how it sits within Trustwave, tell me a little bit more about both bits of the of the business, if you would. Yeah, thanks. Nice to be here as well. So, so Trustwave is a leader in managed detection response, managed security services, and then CPS, so consulting and professional services. As part of the CPS, Spider Lab sits within that. It's the cool part of uh, CPS. So it's not the boring um, sort of ISO type work, it's the cool pen test type work. That's how I explain it to my wife when she cares to listen. Yeah, <laughs> and I think you slightly understand. I mean, it, it, it's kind of the, uh... You know, we're sort of uh, there's almost a Hollywood movie to be made here about you know the the elite activities that goes on. It, it really does sort of position itself right at the at the top of expertise and and people with amazing resumes uh, sit within it. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. So when I speak about my career, I always say I've pen tested in rockets to submarines, and that's the type of work that we do. You know, financial services, retail is a big part of our portfolio as well, but. Anything that's connected to the internet or connected to another computer, we can we can pen test it and make sure it's it's secure before the guard, the bad guys get in and look to do something malicious. Yeah, it's always a double-edged sword, I guess. People you know, can't decide whether to ask you to fix their technology or have a look at their problem, but knowing full well that if you do, you'll find all of their dark secrets hidden uh, hidden away as well. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> fine line. So our job is to find problems and find issues. Uh, when we deal with mature organizations that they're very much aware of that and they will act quickly to fix things and get them retested and make sure that the bad guys don't do it so you know we're, we're ethical in nature we're there to help we're not there to catch anybody out we're there to make sure that everybody's secure and that includes retail and users of retail so i'm really interested in your background ed and you know you get asked them yeah we see you quoted quite a lot uh, in the press and and clearly you know subject matter expert have you always been interested in the sort of the these dark arts if you like is that you know did it start way back with the short trousers and <laughs> window at school uh, it did so um my dad had a computer bbc micro so I, I learned to program on that as many of my peers did um i did a degree in computer science i then did a master's in information security and i was i was up and out then so yeah pen testing security has always been sort of what i've done and i've I've always reveled in it. I've always enjoyed tinkering with things, trying to break things, trying to bend things, um, you know, do things that systems shouldn't be allowed to do, but yet they still do. So, yeah, it's, it's great. The one thing I would say is not everybody in my team or, the, or this business has my background. Like there are some great penetration testers who've done degrees in music and English literature. And, you know, it's, it's not just for the for the nerd, but people who think outside the box. And and uh, I had a flashback then to 
to warm and sunny days when you mentioned the BBC Micro. Was it not <laughs> uh, in Blaze? Was it three and a half K or something? It was That's correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. OK. Brilliant. Good times. Yeah. If you don't know it, go and Google it. It's fascinating. So, look, um, talk about your role, you know, within Spider Labs Trustwave. What what bit do you do? I know we sort of mentioned the, the pen testing, but, you know, tell me a little bit more. Yeah, no, so so we look after the assurance of organisations. So uh, an organisation will come to us and say, we need to get more secure. How do we do that? So we'll, we'll build out a programme and inevitably then there'll be some vulnerability scanning. So that's where we make sure that, that all the really low hanging fruit is covered off. Then there's pen, penetration testing. So we will sort of utilise vulnerability scanning and then push that a little bit further, see actually what is the impact of an issue. Say, for example, is default credentials um, on a system. We'll... We'll use those default credentials, see then what else we can do. Can we can we grab user data? Can we move laterally within an organization? You know, something malicious. And then the very end of the spectrum then is red teaming, where we're not just looking at the technology, but the people and the process. And that really is what nation states and you know um, threat actors are doing. So we're trying to, to cover off all those things with a good, solid program of maturity. Yeah, I guess, uh, you know, a fascinating you know, suite of activities. And, and like you say, everything from, you know, submarines to, to e-commerce websites and everything in between. Absolutely. So um, I saw recently you guys published some really interesting research about, you know, the cybersecurity landscape right now. You know, share a little bit like that. And obviously we'll we'll focus perhaps um, more towards the, the retail side. But, you know, what, what kind of things were, were you uncovering? Yeah, so so retail is very attractive to malicious threat actors. I don't I don't think that's a surprise, but the research bore that out. So so we know that retail, specifically around this time of year with Christmas coming, you know they are under attack constantly, and subsequently that then um, users of retail as well are under attack. So that's you and me, you know, common users of systems. So it's really really important for um, owners of systems and consumers of systems to be really aware of what's likely to happen. So, you know, good penetration testing for organizations and good user awareness then for um, consumers like you and myself. So, so really bear in mind that if there's a text coming through from Tesco's, just double check that there is a text from Tesco's would be my recommendation. And and you, you touched on it, but why do you think criminals, I mean, obviously there's sort of you know, great returns to be had, but why do you think criminals are so interested in, in retail? Is it seen a little bit of a, an easier target within the, that sort of world yeah it's it's probably a slightly softer target you know budgets are less than say financial services or government and, and all of those have their own individual problems with cyber but certainly there's a um seen as softer targets but as well there's a really well understood methodology and that comes out in our report how malicious threat actors get into an organization you know whether it's business email compromise phishing default credentials you know missing patches all those things that we know are really bad, but there's a really sort of steady methodology that the bad guys can use. And of course, with the advent of cloud, this can all be repeatable and mechanized. And you know, you pay your 50 cents and then you launch an attack. So it's it's something that is um, a business for the bad guys. And they're certainly looking to monetize that. I mean, one thing that was interesting, I looked through the report and uh, you can tell me in a minute where everybody can, can get it from. I was fortunate somebody sent it to me, but um, I was fascinated. Um, was it in Lockbit? Uh, a, a, a group accounting for something like 34, 35% of all ransomware attacks within the retail sector. Yeah. So, originating so, from this group. I mean, yes. So, no, you're absolutely spot on. So, the Lockbit ransomware group, they've obviously um, found a little niche 
there's obviously a set of products and a suite of products that they've got vulnerabilities for that are specific to retail could be a you know point of system point of cash type entry system and they are using that and then they're causing havoc within an organization what's really interesting to note as well i think is when organized when they've been attacked by ransomware as well as all the machines being encrypted the bad guys are siphoning data out of the environment at the same time so they're doing two really nasty and pernicious things and as well they're removing backups so they're they're encrypting data they're taking data out of the environment and they're stopping the ability to for organizations to react quickly so they're they're really nasty so it's it's really worth getting on top of these things and understanding um points of entry and how and how bad guys move laterally as a side on that i mean do we know where you know i mean clearly everything's virtual but where the organizations are originating from is there sort of uh, you know state influence or people turning a blind eye to this in certain areas of the globe uh, there's certainly hot spots um you know there's russia for example are particularly malicious north korea we know um iran iraq they're always looking to to get funds for themselves um because of sanctions and certain things of that nature so they're they're looking to to monetize um their sort of environments in other ways and and sort of crime and first rate crime is, is something that they love to do for sure and you know we sort of got the the ransomware incidents i think it was jd sports had a huge data breach others have had it earlier this year you know are we are we at the point where every retailer will have been you know tested out i mean is this is this does it reach that level of commonality i would say so i would um, you know when we speak to clients it's we always say it's not if it's a matter of when um and, and one thing we look to do is to get a level of maturity so if you expect to get compromised or expect something to happen how do you deal with that with after the fact or after the matter and have you got any sort of defense in depth is something we talk about in security all the time um it's one thing to get compromised but it's another thing then can you make it really hard for the attacker to move on into that environment if you can get to that point and spot them you're going to be in a better place so it's and that's why we'd always suggest that you get your environments tested but yes it's a uh, it's if not when for sure no scary thought and and these breaches do we know you know, do we ever get to the point where we find out how they happened? Is there a, yeah, is there a thread where you know there's a default password that was left at six zeros? I mean, is it is it as simple as that, or it can be? A, I mean, you know, is there is there a thread? Is what I'm getting. Yes, at. absolutely. So so we know for for ransomware to attack, as I mentioned previously, there's a certain methodology that must happen. So something must get into an environment. Uh, it could get in, as mentioned, via business compromise email, um, phishing, where you know you get sent malicious attachments and somebody clicks on something that they shouldn't. And if I just add to that, with the advent of AI, phishing is becoming so much more specific and targeted. You know, coming from Wales, I love rugby. Somebody sends me a, a rugby email, I'm going to be pretty tempted. So you've got to be on, on your metal all the time. Um, we know as well with the advent of cloud that organizations are spinning up infrastructure all the time. So they really need to make sure that any infrastructure is secure by default. That's not always the case. People don't always understand what they're doing and how they're doing it. So it's it's really understanding the technology and then making sure that it's secure by design and by default. And as well, you know, people are busy. You know, people have got so many projects on the go. They'll they'll put an environment up. They might leave some passwords or leave leave something that's internet facing that isn't as secure as it could be. That'll get compromised and somebody's up and running and then in an environment and then looking to move laterally and use passwords or some sort of credential. And, and are you seeing, I mean, you talk about, you know, I think, you know, designing out the, the vulnerabilities. 
is it is it is it are people the weak link or i mean i'm guessing the technology can have a high level of security but it's to do with the training and somebody understanding and making sure it's set up correctly absolutely so i would say you know i've been doing this a long time and technology is is more secure by default now than it's ever been but we're still continuing to see ransomware and data leaks all the things nation state attacks all those types of things so people are still not the issue but people are busy um so we need to make sure that they're aligned with the culture of the organization if the culture is security first which it should be you know they're putting in good passwords at the very beginning they're not putting in password one and then moving on to something else and and uh, getting on with their day so it's really important that that people um, are aligned um, training is really important you know we still see phishing being a big problem people are aware of phishing but with so many, you know, I, I look at my email inboxes, you know, there's a lot of unread emails, um, so I'll have to get to them. But there's, you know, they're probably phishing one in there. So you've got to be really aware all the time. It's so difficult. And if you've got a good email gateway, that'll help. If you've got good defense, that'll also help. But it's it's having, as I mentioned previously, defense in depth. Don't let the individual be that single point of failure. Help them to become better. And And... You know, in terms of trying to identify where that single point of failure is, I mean, I guess other than, you know, giving you a call, connecting with you on, on LinkedIn, you know, what what's, what's your sort of top tips, if you like? So, you know, retailers are going, OK, yeah, I'll connect with Ed, but what, what one, two, three things can I go and do tomorrow that's going to, you know, protect me a little bit more than I was maybe protected yesterday? Yeah, so as, as a retail organisation, it's really really imperative that you understand your assets the the thing that we see all the time and we do regular wash-up calls after a pen test after a red team and we'll say we compromised xyz and it's normally two things come back to us it's one i don't even know what that is or i thought we turned that off that happens more than you than it should by a factor so it's really really important to get asset management under control once you've got asset management under control, you can then do something about the security of those assets. So it, it sounds simple, but with cloud and on-prem and off-prem and all those things, it's, it's actually really hard. And the bigger, the more complex the organization, the bigger and more complex the job of managing those assets are. So that, that's really important to get that done. As a consumer, make sure you know, you're know you keeping your phone up to date. You're not sharing passwords between different, um, different environments and different um, websites, making sure that everything is patched up to date, that your laptop or your device is secure, you're not installing things all the time, making sure your kids aren't on there installing things because there will be malware and those types of things. So it's, it sounds really straightforward, but making sure that you're really clean and clear with what you're doing, Don't not doing anything silly, again, sounds straightforward, but good cybersecurity hygiene, passwords patching is really, really important. The, the crazy thing I was smiling to myself there is, um, I've got two boys, 10 and 11, uh, and they, they've clearly been brought up, uh, hopefully, you know, conditioned about the importance of security. So um, I don't know any of their passwords to any of their technology. They change them on a regular basis. That's good. They seem to have this ability to memorize 17 digits of random uh, keys and numbers. Uh, and, and it does, it blows me away. So, you know, maybe maybe there is hope for, for humans as well as, uh, uh as technology support so i'm uh, similar to you i've got two I've got twin boys who are 10 so if you want them to get them to learn something really quickly make it the password because they will learn that within seconds so that, that's my top tip but what, one thing i would suggest as well is 
recent guidelines on passwords is not to change it. So the recommendation is to get a good password, make it unique and not change it. Because what we do get into, if you're changing passwords, and I see this all the time, it'll be summer 2023, we'll probably move into winter 2023 or a football team or a rugby team. So you, you want to make it not as easy to guess. And the more often we change passwords, the easier they do become to guess. Yeah, we've all been there where we've got a sort of our, our three default go-to passwords yeah. and uh, and you, we'll start you, get, the end of it. You, you get an error message saying, you yeah, unable to use previous password. <laughs> oh, that's the one I couldn't remember. I was just trying to change. <laughs> so a couple of questions then. Um, yeah, we, we've got this great piece of research that, that's come out. Is that on, you know, big flashing neon signs on the uh, on the homepage of, uh, yeah. of the website? Can we grab yeah. a copy there? Go to trusthood.com. It'll be on there. We've done one retail. The last one we did was financial services. So again, pretty useful at this time of year, making sure that we understand how financial services are, you know, in the current environment. It's, you know, it's an interesting time to be alive for sure with cryptocurrencies and all those types of things. So I would definitely take a look at retail and the financial services. And there's some good insight in there. But what you, the thread that you'll see is there's a chain of attack. You know, there's, there's you, an organization has to be compromised first, whether it's Office 365, something of that nature. Then once they get once the bad guys get in, then there's a set methodology. Then they move laterally. They look for credentials. They look for weaker assets, and then they move on to their target. Then so it's it's definitely worth looking at, and there's um, a good level of detail in there for everybody. Fantastic. And again, you know, it's it's one of those things, isn't it? That you know everybody knows they should do, uh, uh, but I'm guessing it kind of they get busy day to day, uh, and it, and it falls down. But but you're going to be saying act now check it out and then just avoid the the pain further down yeah unfortunately we are always the bearers of bad news unfortunately um but when we deal with mature organizations they understand and they're, they're, they're quick to react to you know to, to high and critical vulnerabilities which is what we're all about and and then looking into sort of you know 2024 in the future what what do you see i mean i, I presume you know the, the these bad actors aren't going to go away anytime soon you touched on ai you know uh, is, is the terminator coming true i mean you know is, is other other computers going to take over i mean you know clearly you've got an eye to the future you know you you can see what's coming down the line what's what's yeah. your sort of take? So, ai clearly um i do see ai as a double-edged sword um you know we use it for password guessing and you know for, for us trying to get into an environment uh, but it can also be used then for securing an environment as well. So it's the bad guys are going to use it. They will they will always be not one step ahead, but certainly a quarter of a step ahead. So you need to make sure that you are using the same technologies. I can see a point in the future where a set of vulnerabilities, a set of patches, sorry, will get released. And you'll be able to type into AI, give me the latest set of patches, create an exploit against that missing patch, and then there'll be a way to go. So I can see the barrier to entry decreasing. So it's imperative that organizations are increasing their effectiveness and how they're looking to secure themselves. So, so AI is a good thing, I think, by and large, um, but it's really important that we keep an eye on it as defenders um, to make sure that everybody's secure. Yeah, and I guess, uh, you know, top tip is, you know, sort of uh, sit down, act on it, start to understand the assets, think about the passwords and just begin to do a little bit of a inventory and, a, and, a, and understanding of what you've got. 
asset management, it's, it sounds so basic and it's been something I've been talking about for 20 years. And there's probably an onus on us as an industry that it hasn't been working as well as it should. But asset management is the first, the fundamental block of understanding your security posture. There you go. Well, you've obviously for the last 20 years been busy pen testing submarines and uh, and rockets as well as <laughs> financial services and some retailers to boot there. So um, keep keep with the pen testing, keep banging on on the desk because, you know, we hear on a you know on a daily basis. There was the British Library compromise recently that made the press and, you know, data was being found uh, for sale in, in short order. So, you know, organisations know they need to act. Um, thank you, Ed, for making it understandable uh, and a little bit digestible in terms of what people should do um go and get copies of the report from uh, from the website uh, you might curse me for this but uh, send ed a linkedin uh, request do. and just just connect because there's some good stuff there um but ed thank you so much for taking the time to join me keep up the good fight and uh, and uh, we'll hopefully see you sometime in the future but for now ed thank you very much indeed my pleasure mm -hmm.